Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, enlisting private cyber warriors to keep the public safe from hackers, spies, and criminals. We'll also hear about some new high-tech cameras that can help the blind to see, help you stay safe in traffic, and help Big Brother see you wherever you are. All this and more coming up. The state of Ohio will soon be recruiting IT professionals to volunteer for a new cyber reserve. Mark Bell, who's the cybersecurity coordinator for the Ohio National Guard, explains. And the purpose of the reserve is to provide additional experts to the state who can do a couple of different missions for the state, uh, one of which is to go out and help assess and educate and work with uh, local governments and critical infrastructure to make sure that they're using best practices and that their networks are as safe as they can be. Another mission is to work with uh, local high schools and junior high schools to help mentor uh, young people and to uh, encourage more of them to go into the cybersecurity field because one of the problems that we have across not just Ohio but the country is there just aren't enough experts that are available to fill these jobs. And then the final thing would be is that this force would be available to be called up by the governor, similar to the way the National Guard is called up for a flood or a tornado or some other natural disaster, uh, to respond to uh, local governments or critical infrastructure if they were to have some sort of cybersecurity incident that was beyond their capability to, to handle. How does somebody get involved in the cyber reserve? We will begin doing our hard recruiting and all we need to know is that they're interested in doing it. Now, there are some background checks that are done. Uh, obviously, we need to make sure that these are folks who don't have any kind of uh, untoward things in their background, as well as uh, we need to double check their skills. So there'll be a skills test. Once that happens, they'll be put into teams, train as teams, and then they'll be available to go out and perform the mission. So if someone is interested, all they need to do is reach out to me and get them on the list to go through that process. Is this going to be a paid position? Uh, it is a volunteer position. However, once they are called up by the governor, they then go into a paid status. So when they're training, it's a volunteer thing. Think of this as a similar concept as a volunteer firefighter. A lot of what they do is unpaid, but when they're actually working as firefighters, they get paid. So if these folks are called up by the governor at that point, they'd be on a paid status. And why does the state need this? Obviously, anyone who listens to the news knows that cybersecurity is a problem that is, is growing Every, every day, every week, there's there's more cases of, of entities that are having difficulties with this. And frankly, we just don't have enough cybersecurity experts working for the state uh, to meet all the need. And so this is a way to take people who are already trained and skilled, uh, who have an interest in serving their community, putting them into a, an organized force and making it available to, to help uh, our local governments and critical infrastructure. What do you mean by that? Give me like a typical scenario. Well, if, if you look at some of your, your bigger counties and cities, um, they have you know robust budgets, they have cybersecurity divisions, they're doing the things that they need to do. But Ohio has a lot of smaller local governments which are relatively lower funded and probably don't have cybersecurity experts on staff. So think of villages, townships, small counties. Um, again, thinking critical infrastructure, 
your larger utilities have robust cyber staffs to, to keep uh, their electrical grids and water and sewer and so forth safe. But look at some of the smaller municipal uh, power plants, rural co-ops and so forth. They don't necessarily have that same size infrastructure. So this would be a force that could go out and assist those smaller entities, make sure that they're following best practices, that their networks are as safe as they can be, that they're backing up their data. And then if something were to go wrong, they can come out and assist as well. Do you believe that this provides a good career path for students? Well, the Cyber Reserve is not aimed at students. The Cyber Reserve is aimed at people who are already experts in their field. So we would not have students, per se, being a member of the Cyber Reserve. But what the Cyber Reserve does with students, within our high schools, there's an interest in creating a cyber club. Most high schools don't have cybersecurity experts on staff. They have someone who has a STEM background. So they might have some sort of technology background, science, math, and so forth, but they're not necessarily cyber experts. What our reserve would do would be partner with those teachers so that the students are receiving good education in cyber, as well as providing a mentorship that would lead them into that field. So as far as cybersecurity as a field for students, absolutely. There, there are over 8,000 advertised vacancies in cybersecurity positions in Ohio right this second. Cybersecurity professionals make well above the state medium income. And so for students who are interested in cyber, it is, it is very much the field of the future. Is this something that's being done in other states? And if so, do you have any examples? Other states have done some attempts to build a volunteer cyber force. Most of them are doing it a little bit differently than what we're doing. The challenge and the reason why we're doing this the way that we're doing it, like using a law, creating a place under the Adjutant General's Department, having the members be paid when they're activated, is that when you take cybersecurity people and put them, what we call, on the keyboard, all right, so they're actually in the network, have access to your data. If you just have volunteers off the street doing that, it's a lot of liability and a lot of risk. The way we're doing it and what's different from what a lot of the other states are doing is these people have an official legal relationship to the Adjutant General's Department. They have background checks. We make sure that they're properly trained so that we can actually put them on the keyboard and work in networks in a way that is safe, secure, and, and addresses the liability issue. Also today, several really interesting stories about high-tech cameras and how they're being used in cars, medicine, and crowd surveillance. First, a report from CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti about how camera technology is bringing sight to the blind. Dr. Nader Paradian leads the study of an experimental device called the Orion. Here's how it works. Using a camera attached to a pair of sunglasses, Orion captures images a person would see and sends it through a handheld device to an implant that's been surgically inserted into the visual part of the brain. The implant then turns those images into dots of light that the patient can see. They can be various shapes. It could be a circle. It could be an oval. It can be a moving line. that blind spot in your car's side view mirror well that might be going away soon along with the entire mirror i'm brian cooley from cnet's roadshow 
For the next two months, the feds are seeking input on a potential plan to allow car makers to replace side-view mirrors on cars with rear-facing cameras that display on a screen inside the car, something which is currently not legal in the U.S. The numerous car makers asking for this rule change say side-view cameras would reduce wind drag on a car, though I doubt by a whole lot. More interestingly, side-view cameras could be shaped, heated, and image-enhanced to be largely immune to rain, snow, frost, something side-view mirrors are hobbled by all the time. And of course, side-view cameras would just look sexy. The feds are concerned that the screens side-view cameras use won't adapt their brightness well for various situations. They might be too dim in the day or too bright and blind you at night. Those seem surmountable, while the glacial pace of federal regulation change probably isn't. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Finally, Chinese researchers have developed a super camera that can capture detailed images of thousands of faces in a crowd. CBS's Jim Shenevy reports. Ever try to pick a face out of the crowd? That's not always easy, especially if that face is one of tens of thousands of faces. That's what Chinese researchers are doing with what they call a super camera. It's actually a cloud camera system with a resolution of 500 megapixels. That's about five times more detailed than the human eye. It's so super, its developers say it can capture the facial details of each individual in a crowd of tens of thousands of people. And when combined with artificial intelligence, facial recognition technology, real-time monitoring, and cloud computing, it makes picking a face out of a crowd automatic and instantaneous. The applications include military and security, the ability to search for an individual or individuals in a crowd and quickly locate them. As you might expect, it also has raised privacy concerns with some saying it takes the concept of Big Brother to a whole new level. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. And that's it for now. But before we sign off this week, a reminder that you can subscribe to this program as a podcast through both the Apple and Android app stores, as well as on Stitcher and Spotify. I'm Gene Destro. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.